It's time for this week's edition of the Virtual Bible Study. The Virtual Bible Study is a live, internet-only call-in program dedicated to the honest study and discussion of God's Word. Do you have a question about something in the Bible? Or are you simply interested in learning more about the Scriptures? If so, we hope you'll stay tuned tonight as we look into the pages of God's Word. The Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. You can participate in the discussion tonight by calling 93 or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And we welcome you in. This is the Virtual Bible Study for Thursday, June 28, 2012. Thank you for being a part of the program tonight. My name is Jacob Gwynn. My father, Greg Gwynn, is back after a week of absence. Back. Jacob, great to be with you. Looking forward to our discussion tonight. And we are looking forward to that discussion, and we're looking forward to your participation tonight, 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com. And if you're watching us live, the chat room is open to the right of your viewing window. Monty's behind the controls tonight. Monty, welcome back. You were here last week, and you're back again tonight. It's good to be here. Good to have you. Looking forward to your comments. Has he got a mic over there? Does he, he does, yeah. You, you, I'm awful. I'm not getting any well, well, here. Uh, we're, well, we're, we're fine here. And uh, we have an interesting topic planned for tonight, a topic that is not common or commonly discussed, I think, and very rarely discussed and not popular in the society that we live in today. Talk about submission. Yeah, we're going to talk about the biblical concept of submission, uh, which is, I think, a very difficult thing for most people to, to do what God expects us to do in, in regards to submitting in a whole host of different relationships that we have, I think a key solution to a lot of our problems, both individually, uh, in churches, uh, in our country, and in our culture, would be if we got a a handle on what God expects us to do in, in terms of submitting. And if you mention submission, there are probably a couple of areas and relationships where the idea of submission comes into mind immediately, but I think we're going to expand that concept tonight to really encompass every aspect. Of yeah, that. I mean, it's it's all through the scriptures, and it's in effectively every relationship right. that a person could find themselves in. There's there's some element and teaching concerning submitting. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight, Lord willing. And you asked some questions for submissions earlier today. Yeah, we wanted you to submit some yeah. answers about mm-hmm. submission uh tonight and we sent out to our update list i I always remind you may i don't want to weary you with this but i think we might get listeners who are are listening the first time might like to get on our mailing list we we send out on thursday about noontime an update telling you what our topic is going to be and asking some questions that we hope to discuss on the program so if you want to get on that update list and you're not uh, send us an email questions at collegeview.com put add me to the list in the subject line and we'll do it if you're missing our updates, look in your spam folder. You may be, it, since it since it's sent to a lot of people, it may be judged by some filters as spam, and therefore you, it may be getting diverted. If you if you're not getting it, and you were on our mailing list before, check. But you're not putting the mailing list where everybody can see. It. I mean, you, if I if I send my email to you to be on the list, you're no, not going to. That's look, right. We're I, not, you're not. Nobody's going to be able to find my email address off your email. That's right. We're not giving that. We're, you're blind copying. We're, copy we're blind copying everybody, okay, so nobody sees your address. Okay. Uh, so your Except us. Okay, nobody yes. except us. Okay. All right. So here's what we sent out to our update list earlier today. Number one, what is submission? Mm-hmm. What are some synonyms that might correspond to? Mm-hmm. So give us a definition or some synonyms that might apply to the, to the subject of uh, uh, submission. That's number one. That's just That just gets us started. Right. Number two, list the various interpersonal relationships that require submission as taught in the scriptures. How many different relationships can you find in the Bible wherein submission is required, instructed, commanded by God. All right. And then, in particular, what relationships in the Lord's church involve submitting. Okay. All right. And then number three, is submission demeaning to certain individuals, and does submission suggest that some are inferior to others? In other words, if I have to submit to you, mm-hmm. does it mean that you're better than I am? Oh. That somehow it makes me an inferior person or is it... it it, uh, it's an insult to me, actually, if I have to submit to you. Is that, is that the way it should be viewed? That's what we want to talk about. And then finally, uh, 
how can learning submission actually be helpful to us? I think if we view it properly, we actually benefit from being the kind of people who are capable of submitting as God instructs us to submit. Okay, great. Look forward to those uh, answers that you may submit. A couple of uh, submitted email questions or answers to those questions already, but you have time to submit yours if you have not. The chat room would be perhaps the best place, or you can send your email, or better yet, give us a call, 877-381-4567. This may be a, a subject that's not controversial and doesn't, uh, you know, uh, generate a lot of feedback, but hopefully our listeners will. Yeah, get in the chat room. Let's start out right off the bat with definitions and synonyms for submission. If you're in the chat room, and uh, uh, I see a, a few are signed in, others are, are lurking. But uh, as you often explain, Jacob, you can get a, an account uh, easily. You can log in there. You don't even need an account, and you don't need to give any personal information. For instance, guest 46 and guest 510 are in the chat room tonight, and uh, they didn't give any personal information. They just clicked jo- and joined. Joined in. So yeah. you can do that. So, yeah. But if you want to give yourself a name, uh, get a little free account. It doesn't cost anything. It takes about two seconds to do it, and we can track oh, then you. Then you, you can be something other than guest. That's right. We can, one, tell, two, we, we can identify you a little easier uh, as we're talking, but it doesn't matter. Yes. All right, let me give you some uh, some definition or really more synonyms that I had in my notes about submitting. To submit means to yield. Yield. All right, you know, we, we can picture that pretty well because we have that sign on the highways oh. when we're in traffic. Yes. You know, I'm coming up to this, to this junction between two parts of the road, yeah. and the sign tells me I have to yield. Yes. What do I do? I have to let you go first. I have to give way to you. I have to let yeah. you have the right of way yeah. first. Right. That's a that's a pretty good picture of submitting. Well, Monty, you're working a machine shop with a lot of metal, and uh, they talk about metal yielding, don't they? Uh, that that's when the metal gets to a point where it no longer resists and it bends, right? That's right. When it when it achieves a certain temperature or certain conditions, it'll do that. And it, it bends. It, it gives uh, to uh, the gives force. way to the to the one who has the power. Okay. All right. right? Yeah. Right. Another synonym is to surrender. Uh, we might think of uh, armies at war, and uh, when when one submits to the other, finally the, the fighting stops. In other words, you and I are the generals of two opposing uh, uh, armies, and I'm surrendering to you. In other mm-hmm. words, I submit to you. You won. You, okay. uh, you have your way. Okay. I, I, you tell okay. me what to do. Okay. Okay. Uh, to give way uh, is another expression that's synonymous with submitting, to give way. And, and that suggests to give way means it's your way, not my way. Right. If I I'm give way, aside. if I give way, then I, I don't insist on my way. Okay. It's somebody else's way. Okay. Uh, to resist no longer, to be under obedience, to be subordinate or subdued. And then one, I think the word literally could be translated to mean to be weak. The word submit literally suggests the idea to be weak, and I think only in the sense of comparison to the one that you're submitting to. In other words, you are, you, the other is stronger. You are weaker in, in this relationship. Right. Okay. So those are all sort of part and parcel of the definition of submission. Of course, a, a, a very closely associated word to submit or submission is subjection. And they have nearly identical uh, meanings. But subjection, actually, I understand, comes from a military term, which means to rank under. If if you're a captain and I'm a private, then I'm in subjection to you. I rank under you. You have the say. I do what you say. Okay. So that's, so that's another term. It's a different word, but it's the same concept, subjection. And the Bible uses the word subjection as well. All right. We're looking forward to your comments. Uh, anything you'd like to add to that definition? Guest 510 says, submit to yield, to surrender, as we must all submit to God in order to please him. And amen, we must. And, uh, Monty, I think it is a... Uh, concept in this uh, land of the free and home of the brave that we live in uh, that uh, we don't submit to anyone. We do what we want to do, and that's the way it's going to be. You know, I think that's true because a lot of times in our country we've got this notion that we're free, independent people, and that can't anybody tell me what I have to do. But that's not the case. We all have people that we're responsible to and, and responsible for, and we have to, as we was talking about, even in so much as the road signs, we have to yield 
to the right of way to other people at times. So there's lots of ways that we need to submit, but I think our culture has made it a challenge for us to do that. I think you're right, Monty. I think that we maybe have it harder than most people in the course of history have had it because most people in history have known. You, You do what the government tells you. You do what the king tells you. You do what the dictator tells you, or you very well may have your head cut off. And therefore, the threat of having your head cut off gives you real good incentive to be submissive. Most well, people, we've, we've never had that. Most people in history has been really re- little more than abject slaves Yeah. in yeah. most governments and or most societies. And so since we are free people and have always known that, I mean, we've never known a time when it was any different than that, I think it does challenge us to be submissive. What are your thoughts? 877-381-4567. Questions at collegeview. Dot com or Chris the and chat George, room is open as well. Chris in Georgia says Chris is our most faithful correspondent. He is. He's these tops. He gets he gets extra stars in his crown. Uh, Chris says the dictionary defines submission as yielding to the will or authority of another person. Synonyms are obedience, subjection, and subordination. Okay. Right. Um, and then uh, we have uh, Rodney, who's written in a, a relatively new listener to the program. We've known Rodney. From the past, but he just recently glad found you, us on virtual Bible study. He says, uh, Ephesians 5:18 instructs us not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. This command, "Be filled with the Spirit," is followed by several particle phrases, a participle, excuse me, participle phrases that describe the results of being filled with the Spirit. They are speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to our God and Father submitting to one another in the fear of Christ. From this, submitting to each other is a natural result of being filled with the Spirit. A failure to do so may indicate that the Spirit gauge is running empty. Of course, the next discussion in Ephesians relates to wives submitting to their husbands and husbands submitting to their wives by loving them as their own bodies. Generally, Ephesians 5.21 is translated as a standalone verse. However, given that the Cornet Greek was written in unical script with no space in between words, and no punctuation, it seems improbable that Paul would end one thought with four modifying participles and start the next with one modifying participle, expecting the reader and listeners to nail his sentence break. So he's saying uh, that being filled with the Spirit, it, one, a manifestation of that is the capacity to submit to others, I think is what Rodney is saying. And I think he's right. I mean, if, we, if, we have the, if we have the influence of the Spirit in our lives, uh, we're going to be submissive people. The Spirit has revealed that over and over again, and we're going to see in our lesson tonight as we study along that there's just many, many references to the idea of submitting, and if we're going to be led by the Spirit, we'll be submissive. Thank you, Rodney. All right, Rodney, appreciate those comments. And uh, Guest 510 chimes in again in the chat room. He says, even Jesus submitted his will to the will of Father, Matthew 26, verses 6 through 39. And that is true. He did submit his will to the will of the Father. Yeah, you remember, and, that's yeah. when he was in the garden. He was praying just before they came and arrested him. He knew what was coming. He had a perfect picture of what it would be like in the suffering he was about to endure. And his prayer was, Oh, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou will. Verse yeah. 39. That's, that's, I think, the ultimate picture of submission right there. Uh, Jesus knew what was coming, did not really desire to have to experience. His will was not the same as the Father's, but he was willing to do the Father's will in that. Well, we can get on a, I mean, we could follow this this theme of Jesus' attitude and his submission the whole program, but in Romans chapter 15, beginning in verse 1, we then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Notice verse 3. For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches and the reproach that he fell on on me. Christ, no, not only did he submit to the God, I mean, that, that, that was submission, but even more remarkable is that he submitted to us and, yeah. and, and, and took care of our needs ahead of his own. Yeah. So uh, submission, uh, read that verse again. Submission is the opposite of not pleasing yourself, right. of, of doing, pleasing doing yourself. Doing what you want to do. Doing your own don't, thing. Don't care about anybody else. So if... if so I have, here's the two ends of the spectrum. One is I submit. The other is I do as I please. Right. What are we going to do? All right. All right. Let us know your thoughts. It's time for a break, and we'll get your thoughts during the break. Why don't you join in now? 
Uh, get on the phone. Be ready to go when we get back. Send your comments and email or join in the chat room with other listeners. Take this moment during the break to uh, sign into the chat room if you're not, then you'll be ready to fire off your comments as we go along. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Are you listening? There's going to be a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. Do you remember when the pulpit was used for the purpose of convicting sinners and teaching them how to be saved? Are you tired of preachers who seem much more inclined to entertain their audience than to teach the truth? Does it seem the sermons you are hearing each week could have easily be given at a PTA meeting or a social club? Do you remember when sin was called sin and at the end of the sermon you knew by book, chapter, and verse what the preacher was talking about and why? The College View Church is still preaching the old Jerusalem gospel that you read about in your Bible. They invite you to investigate for yourself. Come and see. Visit the College View Church of Christ. Here's some quotes worth pondering. He who devotes 16 hours a day to hard study may become at 60 as wise as he thought himself at 20. Some folks are wise and some are otherwise. Wisdom is knowing what to do next. Virtue is doing it. Don't hunt through the church for a hypocrite. Go home and look in the mirror. Hypocrites, yes. Be sure that you make the number one less. Be determined to handle any challenge in a way that will make you grow. Man, I wish I'd said that. For he hath said, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper, and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. The virtual Bible study continues. We're back, and uh, some people are signing into the chat room anonymously, just clicking and becoming more anonymous guests, and that's great, and it doesn't hurt at all. You ought to do it so you can join in with other listeners tonight on the program as we talk about submission and uh, the fact that it is throughout the scriptures and it is throughout so many relationships that we have the uh, instruction to submit, as we will see from the scriptures uh, tonight. Yeah, we, we ask you to list various interpersonal relationships that require submission as taught in the scriptures. Really, we only got one answer to that, and Chris has given us a very brief one. Four Mem- relationships. Members to elders, wives to husbands. Children to parents. That's three relationships. That's three. But I think we find a whole bunch more. I got a whole bunch written down here, Jacob. Okay, let's go. Think of these. Because I think what you find out is that submission is everywhere mm-hmm. in the Scripture, and in effectively every relationship that you find yourself in. So starting out, uh, servants are to submit to their masters. First Peter two eighteen. Servants be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. The King James Version uses the word froward there, which is not a word that we're real common. No, we're not. It's not in our common vocabulary. No. Uh, the word froward means perverse, crooked, untoward. In other words, Those this are some is some ugly words. So this is the guy who's really hard to like or get along with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, notice you're supposed to submit not just to the good and gentle. You know, there's some bosses or masters. I know we, we typically equate the master and servant relationship to employer employee i think it's a i think there's good parallels i don't know they're certain they're not exactly equal but there's some real parallels so think of your boss there's some bosses that just they're just nice guys you i mean you you do anything for them it's easy to do what they ask you to do because they're just really nice guys and you like them and then there's some bosses who are just awful i mean you can't stand them they're just they're just very contrary people there's the test of submission. Right. The, the, the test of submission, will you submit to those who are not easy to get along with you? But you're supposed to be sub, sub, submissive or be in subjection. Uh, citizens to the government. I think this is a test for lots of us. First Peter 2, 13 and 14. Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as to them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. So we're now obviously uh, we don't have a king, but we have rulers, we have governors, we have others who are in political authority over us. Yes. As you think about that, Jacob, it says submit to every ordinance. Yes. That means I have to submit to the ordinances I like and the ones I don't like, well, the ones that I agree with and the ones I don't agree with. You know, that's that, that's probably pretty pertinent this day. There's been a lot of news coming out of Washington D.C. today. Some of it, I'm sure some of our listeners are not too crazy about the outcome of some of the things, that, some of the political trans, the things transpired in Washington today. But when all is said and done, 
we are to submit. So long as God's command doesn't, or man's command doesn't violate God's command, Acts 5, 28, 29, we ought to obey God rather than men. If the, if the government tells us to do something that God said we can't do, then we obey God rather than men. But in so much as we can obey men and not violate God's command, we obey men. Now let's talk about that and, and, and define these terms a little bit more before we go on to these different relationships, because this one about government is one of them that we that it applies to. The idea of submission implies that I don't necessarily agree. You're, you're yielding, you're surrendering, you're to get, you're giving way. So submit, submitting means it's not necessarily what I wanted to do in the first place. It's not yeah. necessarily what I would agree with. For instance, if we were talking about where we're going to go eat uh, dinner, and you said you wanted to go to restaurant X, and I said I wanted to go to restaurant X, if I went with you to restaurant X, it's not submission because that's where I wanted to go to begin with. But if you wanted to go to restaurant X and I wanted to go to restaurant Y, and I felt very strongly that restaurant Y would be more satisfying than restaurant X, and yet I go with you to your restaurant... Then I submit. But if I wanted to go to the restaurant to begin with, it's not submission. Well, I, I think I understand your point, but we're going to get in a minute where we talk about husbands and wives. And, you know, a wife is submissive to her husband in all things. And, and that I means her her decision might have been the same of his, but she's still in submission. She's not not in submission just because her original opinion would have been the same of his. I guess so. I guess it's not a maybe it's not a test of submission if it's what you wanted to do. Yeah, it's not the test. It's, in other words, your, your your submissive spirit is not really being tested if it's what you wanted to do already. Right. It is being tested if it's when you didn't want it. For instance, in terms of the government, uh, there's some things, there's some laws and rules and regulations the government has that are really very good, and I like them. Right. For instance, I, the government gives me certain rights of property. Uh, that protect me from from people doing stuff that would defraud me of my property, right. take it away from me, and so I like those laws. Right. Uh, but the, the government also has some laws about taxes, for instance, or or uh, speed limits, or other stuff that I maybe don't always like. Mm-hmm. And as you said, the test of whether I'm going to be submissive not really is seen there in the in when I comply with when I'm obedient to, when I surrender to uh, the laws that I don't like. All right. All right. Uh, but we're just really scratching the, the surface. See, there's a lot more in the scriptures. Um, so w- we've got submission to servants to masters, citizens to government. When we think about our families, certainly a lot of uh, rules about submission in the family uh, it's not popular, it's not politically correct, but the Bible plainly teaches that wives are to submit to their husbands. Colossians 3.18, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. Yeah. Now, that's the rule. The, the man, the husband, the father is the head of the family, and wives, for instance, are to submit to their husbands. In our, in our society, feminism has prevailed and I think has had its influence on many women who are Christians, who who actually rile up at the idea that they should have to submit to what their husbands say. But the Bible is real plain on that, and I think we have to we have to continue to teach that and encourage compliance with that instruction, even though it's not popular in the world. Bonnie, any thoughts? Yeah, but I, I, well, I agree completely that wives are to submit to the husband because that's what the Bible says. The Bible also tells the husband to dwell with their wife with understanding. And I believe that would include sometimes that we would submit to their desires as, and, and give them preference to ours because we have that understanding of their, because they're special to us. And so we'll submit to what they want rather than doing what we want just because it's the right way to do things well, too. As Rodney said in the email we read earlier, in that Ephesians 5 context where it says we're to submit to one another in the fear of the Lord, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as unto the Lord. Uh, but then it goes on to say in verse 25, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I, I know uh, our friend L.A. Stouffer has taught this for many years. I've heard him say it more than once. It's not hard for a wife to submit to a husband who loves her like he's supposed to. Yeah, it gets... It, so it, that's, it, the, that's the other side of the coin. coin and, and, you know, that's not necessarily where what we're dealing with here, but I think it's true. But it's true in all of these submissive relationships. It's easier for me to submit my boss if he's a nice guy, if he, if he treats me decently. It's, it's easier for me to submit to the government 
if they're really genuinely concerned about my interest rather than their own selfish interest. It's easy for a wife to submit to her husband if the husband loves her like he should. In all of these submission relationships, it's easier to do if the one who is in the position of authority is doing right. It's somewhat of a reciprocal relationship. Yeah. But and and the, the Bible gives no one the right to be a tyrant, period. Right. Uh, but the, it also gives no one the right who's supposed to be in subjection to that tyrant the right to not be subjective, subjective to them even if they are behaving as they should. Yeah. Thoughts on that, Monty? I agree completely, you know, because sometimes husbands can be real jerks toward their wives and families. Right. That doesn't excuse the wife and her children from their duty to be submissive to him. Right. Now, that the husband has to be accountable for the way he acts toward them, and I believe as a husband that we are to make it easy for our wives and children to be in submission to us, and therefore we're making it easy for them to obey God. Yeah, and First Peter chapter 3, verse 7, you referenced, Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. That idea of a, of a weaker vessel always has sort of been a, a question to me, but I heard someone explain it recently, and I think it makes sense, and it jives with your definition uh, to be weak, of being subject, submissive, the wife is the weaker vet. She's the one who's in submission, and and as a result of her being in that position, you need to give honor to her to that and uh, and uh, consider her needs uh, as you make your decision. Okay, very good. You you guys already hinted at the other relation, family relationship that involves submission. That's children to parents. Colossians three twenty. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well pleasing to the Lord. Along those lines, uh, guest five ten is referenced. Uh, Galatians 3, 18 through 24 is a list of ways Christians are to submit in ro- regards to our relationships uh, to uh, each other. Uh, Galatians two, 3, beginning verse 18, uh, says, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as is fit in the Lord. Husbands, love your wives and be not bitter against them. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. Fathers, provoke not your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to this flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, and not unto men. And with the Lord of the Lord, you shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Okay, very good. So, so guess several, 10 knocks a, a se- lot of those out. Several there. things there, yeah. Uh, in regards to children and parents, First Timothy 3, verse 4 says, concerning an elder... A man qualified to be an elder, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. Now, real quickly, I would just point out, we, we talked about uh, masters and servants, citizens to the government, husbands to wives, children to parents. So in all of these relationships, if, those, if, if, if it's going to work and work well, the efficient functioning of those institutions uh, on the job, in the government, in the home, the efficient functioning of those institutions depends upon this concept of submission being honored and followed. It, to whatever extent a person is not submissive in any of those institutions, we've got some issues. And yes. things are not going to go smoothly. Right. So I think we can see that. Uh, John in Oklahoma uh, writes in and says, A good question would be, is the wife's submission to her husband equivalent to the child's submission to the father? I think some husbands may view the submission of the wife and the children equally. Any thoughts on that? I don't think they're the They're not equal because they're not the same relationship. It's not the same relationship. And uh, I guess John is saying is the, should the some some husbands view their wife and their children on the same plane, perhaps, and that I think that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the the father knows better than the children uh, most of the time, but he doesn't necessarily know better than the wife. You know, you know that we might parallel this to the work situation. Let's say that I'm the boss, and you're one of my supervisors, and Monty's just one of the regular workers. Right. So Monty's in submission to me. You're supposed to be in submission to me. But his submission to me is not the same as your submission to me because our relationship's not the same in the company. Right. But it, submission is still in play no right. matter what rank you hold in the company. If, if it was the Army. Uh, a lieutenant is to be subject to the captain. A private is supposed to be subject to the captain. But it's not the same, Right. but they're still both subject. And right. so I would say that wife and children don't – the relationship of a man to his wife is not the same as the relationship of a man to his children. Therefore, all the elements of that relationship, including the, 
the nuances of this submissiveness are not the same. Monty, your thoughts? Well, you know, when you think about the husband and wife relationship and that relationship also including the children's relationship uh, in a properly functioning family, you're wanting those children to eventually grow up and mature and become adults and leave your household and, and establish their own household. So there'll be a time when that submission there changes to some extent. But the wife and the husband-wife relationship should stay the same as far as that goes and even mature and become better. Yeah. All right. John, uh, maybe if you have some other uh, thoughts about your question there, I uh, would like to hear your thoughts. Maybe we need to get John's wife to give oh, us some thoughts. Or his kids. Or his kids. Yeah. <laughs> just, just teasing. Uh, good to have you out there, John. Hey, uh, it's time for a break. When we get back, we want to talk specifically. I ask, what are the specific relationships in the Lord's church where submission comes to play. All right, we'll talk about those, and they are diverse as well. Let us know your thoughts. 877-381-4567, questions at collegeview.com, or in the chat room tonight as we talk about submission. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back right after this. Now you can listen to a podcast of a recent sermon every week. Find out more at collegeview.com. There's more of the virtual Bible study right after these important messages. This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. Often in discussions about religious matters, we'll hear a comment about gray areas. For instance, it may be in regard to movies we watch or places we go. It might be about the kind of clothes we wear or the type of recreation we enjoy. In the course of discussing various general and specific things, someone will say, it's impossible to say whether it's absolutely right or wrong. The Bible just isn't clear on that subject. It isn't black and white. It's a gray area. A couple of observations are in order. First, we submit that there are not nearly so many gray areas as some folks would like to suggest. To some, almost any moral or religious question is fraught with multiple shades of gray. To these people, it's nearly impossible to take a firm stance on any Bible subject. We just can't know for certain, they tell us. We deny this. The Lord promised that we would know the truth which can make us free. John 8, verse 32. God's word is written in terms that we can read and understand. Ephesians 3, verses 3 and 4. In fact, Ephesians 5.17 commands us to understand what the will of the Lord is, proving, of course, that it is possible to do so. Furthermore, in any area that one would argue is really gray, the proper course of action is already well defined. For the person who is fully determined to stand faithfully before God, the supposedly unanswerable questions are not a great issue at all. Such disciples will consistently avoid all gray areas. If you have any doubt, if you wonder what's right, if you want to be sure, then you take the way that's right and cannot be wrong. You conscientiously abstain from any activity which is not clearly authorized in God's word. Colossians 3.17 To do otherwise is sinful. Romans 14 verse 23 the next time someone mentions gray areas to you, be sure to remember that such considerations are not a real problem to the faithful child of God. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. My name is Cole, and I'm eight years old. My name is Thomas, and I'm seven years old. And our families love to listen to the virtual Bible study. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Colossians 3:17. Now, back to the program. We're back on the program tonight, and we welcome your comments as we talk about submission. We'll remind you this program is brought to you by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about us by visiting our website, thevirtualbiblestudy.com or collegeview.com. If you're in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to come and worship with us at any time you would be available. We're talking about submission, and we're looking forward to your comments. Talking about the program, Jacob, you know we're coming up on our, uh, what is it, our seventh anniversary? Seven, we'll complete seven years of the virtual Bible study at the end of July, so it was seven years times... 52 programs a year because we haven't missed a program. Yeah. One one program didn't get recorded. We yeah. did it, but it didn't get out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so seven times 52 is 364. Is that right? Uh, yes, it's 364. And I was doing the math the other day. If you listen to it, uh, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you could listen for like two months if you just listen like the 40 hours a week that you're working. That'd be like two months worth of programs solid. Wow, yeah, that'd be so enough. That'd make enough. That'd, yeah, that'd be that'd enough to anybody that rebel. Finish you off. Yeah. All right. Okay. So um, we ask. We ask. What are the various interpersonal relationships that require submission as taught in the scriptures? And spe- now, specifically, what relationships in the Lord's church involve submission? Okay. All right. Real quickly, let's roll through this. Did we get it? Did we get an answer from Chris? Chris said. Uh, no, he, he just mentioned members to elders there in his part of that answer. 
So certainly it's there. We're to submit to the elders. Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. Uh, when we're to submit to the elders, obviously we don't submit to them in matters of doctrine. We, mm-hmm. we, we're going to obey the doctrine of Christ. We're going to adhere to the truth of the scriptures. And so if, if, if the elders came along and taught, told us to do something that contradicted yes. the scriptures, we obviously would not obey them. We submit. Uh, so, so I think the answer, where in, in what regards do we submit? We submit to them in matters of judgment or expediency. That's the only place we could submit. The only place it could be. The only place. But that's where most church members just really kick up their heels. Yeah, you know that. I think that in our country we have a major problem with Christians being submissive to the leadership of the elders, and I think it's causing lots of problems in lots of churches. Seems like Christians are so worried that the elders will violate what Peter said in First Peter five, not lording it over the flock. I'm going to tell you my personal experience, and I probably said this before in the virtual Bible study, but my personal experience, I've not. I've not known of elders who lorded it over the flock. I may have heard once or twice of a case that maybe came close to that. But I tell you what I've seen lots of times in the church, and that is members who were not submitting to the leadership of the elders. It's a big problem. It's a command of God. It's not optional. We are to submit to those who have the rule over us. We need to do you that. Know, I, I, it, you know, you, you can't blow, go past this fast and uh, too fast or too slow. Even. I, you, this is a huge problem. I heard recently of a church that was just split apart, wide open. And one of the big reasons was, get this, people said they disagreed with the the process or the procedure that the elders were using, just disagreed with it. Not that it was unscriptural, not that they thought that, that it violated the Bible's teaching, but they just disagreed with the, the elders' approach to something. That is purely judgment. And, the, and people are splitting churches because they're disagreeing with the elders' judgment and they're not submitting and as you mentioned earlier, when we fail to submit in all of these relationships, it causes problems, and it's caused a lot of problems in churches, and it's causing a lot of problems because people are failing to submit. Exactly. All right. So, so much of that's because we've all got the notion, because of our culture and the society we live in, that I'm a free person, and we all got this big-headed, self-righteous attitude that my judgment or opinion on something has got to be absolutely the best and most perfect one, and so even though I may not be an elder and they've made some decision in some regard of judgment, still my opinion and decision is better than theirs, so it, it'd be just foolish of me. I'd have to be an idiot to follow them in that direction. And really, it, it's just a arrogance on our part, I think. It's not, well, we're not honoring the elders. No. We don't, we we're don't. not honoring God because God's the one said submit to them. Yeah, that's right. And the other thing about submission in, in all these relationships is when we submit, we're not the ones that are responsible for the decision. I mean, you know, the elders decide that uh, we ought to meet uh, Sundays at five instead of six, and I think it's the worst idea in the world, and it's just going to it's going to cause terrible problems. Well, if I submit, it's not I'm not the one responsible. I just need to submit. But, yeah, now this goes to the same point we were making earlier. Elders who are ruling well will take feedback and, and input to, into their decision making process. Yes, uh, they're not, and and they won't lord it over the flock. But when when it's finally a decision is made, my job is to submit to it. Right. And uh, John says, "What what I do is not the elders' business," and, he sh- and that shows a uh, uh, a lack of submission as well. Yeah. And he and he says also members are to listen uh, to and heed the warnings of elders regarding dangers. Yes. And so we got a problem there. But quickly going on, what are some other areas? Well, we're to submit to other faithful saints. Notice what Paul said, 1 Corinthians 16, beginning verse 15. I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first, fr- first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourself unto such, and to everyone that helpeth us and laboreth with us. So Paul said, submit to other faithful Christians. Um, as I think about that, I, I know some Christian. I know a lot of Christians who are strong, experienced, mature, faithful, and I ought to be willing to submit to them in regards to things that that they, their input, their thoughts, their their opinions. Uh, you know, there are some Christians who just always have to, have, their opinion has to be the opinion that's followed. Maybe we all battle that to some degree. But I should be submissive to other faithful Christians. I should be able to respect a person of maturity and spiritual strength and say, 
hey, that's a good idea. Let's do what you said. And the reason why it's so hard for me to submit is because all of my opinions are based upon good, sound judgment as far as I'm concerned. My opinions are right. right. So why doesn't everybody see it the way well, I, I see it? I would never take an opinion that I think is wrong or, yeah. or, yeah. or stupid or illogical. But, and, but everybody feels that way, right? Right. And so we, we the mature, spiritually per, mature person realize I can submit. I can submit to you. Your ideas have have merit. It right. doesn't have to be my idea. Right. I can submit to your idea. It's a matter of hum, hum, humility. You're right. Uh, women are to submit to men in the church. First Timothy two verse eleven. Let the women learn in silence with all subjection. I suffer not a woman to teach nor usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. Again, that's not politically correct. That's not even religiously popular these days. Women are way stepping out of line in various religious organizations, denominations, and even some in churches of Christ. We've heard of reports that, that women are not adhering to that instruction yes. uh, in the inspired word. But women in the church must be submissive to men, younger to the older. That's not much observed in our society, uh, but there's a lot to be gained by the the younger being subject to the older first peter 5 5 let all let likewise ye younger submit yourselves to the elder there's not talking about the elders it's talking about the, the older. older ones mm-hmm. yea all of you be subject one to another be clothed with humility for god resists the proud giveth grace to the humble and then we are to be naturally or excuse me mutually submissive to one another in that same verse did you notice let the younger be subject to the older Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians 5.21, which Rodney suggested to us earlier in his email, submitting yourselves to one another in the fear of God. There's a sense in which I ought to be subject to everyone else. When, when, it's, when it's reasonable and good, I should yield. Now, it, it, even, even, in the, even if it was a, a woman in the church who, who had a suggestion, we could, you know, would it be possible to do this this way? Would it help our work? Could we possibly accomplish more and be more efficient if we went about? It? Well, that's a good idea. We right. can do that. Yeah. You know, that's uh, she hasn't stepped out of her her role, uh, but I haven't demanded that my opinion be followed either. And in that sense, I've submitted to the suggestion that she made. All right. Eight seven seven three eight one four five six seven. Money, your thoughts? Uh, you know, it's it's re- it's really important that we learn to submit to each other. Uh, for one thing, because God commanded it, but it talked the verse we mentioned a minute ago talked about humility. Well, the Bible also demands humility on our part. Mm-hmm. So until we can humble ourselves to be able to submit to each other, we're not going to be pleasing to God. All right, that's exactly right. Uh, we, we, we because we don't possess the attitudes that God wants us to, to yeah, possess. Our lack of the humility character. and lack of willingness to submit mm-hmm. is showing that we have a really bad attitude, our and character. we need to correct that. That's right. Looking forward to your thoughts. The chat room has gone quiet, so uh, let's uh, talk it up in there as well. All right, so we got we got uh, how close we're getting close to a break. Uh, we, we, let me throw in one more verse about relationships where we're supposed to submit. And this is the ultimate one. We can't we can't bypass this. Everyone's supposed to submit to God. James four seven. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Ultimately, uh, this is the this is the bottom line. In fact, if I submit to God, then I'm going to be submitting in all those other relationships that we just talked about. Now, to our point that we made at the outset, submission is literally everywhere. In every relationship, we find that that submission is taught and that there are those who must be submissive in all such relationships. We need to learn the lesson. When we get back from this break, Jake, we've got to go quickly and talk about is being submissive, is that demeaning? Does it prove that I'm an inferior person if I'm the one who has to submit? Okay. And then what good can come? What can we learn? What what benefit is there to learning to be a submissive individual? All right. These are important applications that we'll get to on the other side of the break, and hopefully we'll get to your comments as well. Don't uh, forget to join in on the phone if you are interested, uh, 877-381-4567. And guest 510 in the chat room says, Submission is closely connected to humility, and it takes humility to submit to others and put them ahead of ourselves. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 5, that is the example we have in Christ. He references, or she references, Philippians 2, 6 through 8, for Christ's example on that, and uh, certainly an excellent passage for us to consider. Don't go anywhere. The virtual Bible study will continue right after this. Don't touch that mouse. The virtual Bible study will be back right after this. 
Do you remember a time when no one had ever heard of a church with a family life center or a gymnasium? Can you think back to a time when Good Brethren would have been outraged to see a church budget overloaded with kitchen equipment and supplies, athletic equipment, and buses to carry kids to amusement parks? Are you concerned because the church you're attending has gotten all wrapped up in things that you know should not even be a part of the work of the church? Would you like to find a congregation that is committed to simply doing Bible things in Bible ways? If so, please visit the College U Church of Christ. Come see for yourself. We're tracking the trends on the virtual Bible study. A group of unchurched people, ages 16 through 29, were told, here are some words or phrases that people could use to describe a religious faith. Please indicate if you think each of the phrases describes present-day Christianity. The results were judgmental, 87%, hypocritical, 85%, old-fashioned, 78%, too involved in politics, 75%, out of touch with reality, 72%, insensitive to others, 70%, Boring, 67%. Those statistics are from a book called The Unchurched by David Kinneman and David Lyons. The Word of God says in 1 Corinthians 1, beginning verse 26, For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen. Use your internet connection for something good. Listen to the virtual Bible study every week. Now, back to the program. Back on the program as we go to the top of the hour talking about submission. And this program has been very profitable for you tonight because uh, during the program you have arranged uh, to have the morning off on Sunday. Yeah, John, our friend from Oklahoma, John Duvall, is going to be visiting us Sunday on his way home from vacation. And has I've, I've in the chat room. See the benefit of the chat room? It is, well, for you it is a great yeah, thing. Yeah, see, I, I've, I've got John to commit to... Uh, uh, to do the sermon on Sunday morning. So for those who are listening, uh, you I know you hear and see John's involvement in our program. He has his own program out in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, the Scriptural Way broadcast. And uh, we've never met personally. We're going to have a chance to meet him Sunday. He's going to be visiting here, and he's going to bring a lesson. All right, if you're in the area, come and hear John preach Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Uh, 9.30 is Bible class, and the worship will be at 10.30. That's right. All right, so we look forward to seeing John, and we'll look forward to seeing you if you're in the area. We're talking about submission. And you, you really uh, have some good applications for us here. And the question that we always uh, hear, it seems, is that, uh, well, it's demeaning to be in submission to a certain person, or I'm more qualified than that person, therefore I don't have to submit. Yeah. Let's, let's deal, first of all, with the idea of inferiority. Does it, does it, does it denote that if, if I'm in submission to you, Jacob, does it denote that you're, a, you're better, more valuable, more precious than me? Mm-hmm. You, that you're a superior individual and I'm an inferior one. Well, if you think about it, if you think about all the relationships we just talked about, if if being in submission proves inferiority, then we're all inferior because we're all supposed to be in submission in a whole host of different kind of relationships. Yeah, yeah. You know, there, there's nobody who is exempt from uh, the idea of being submissive. Monty, uh, we don't we don't submit just selectively if i feel that uh, someone is better than me then i'm submit if i don't then i don't submit that uh, is uh, totally it won't work it can't work you know quite often when we're when we're submitting and showing that humility as we ought to we might actually be proving that we're the superior person in this maybe in a particular instance by the fact that we're willing to submit submit ourselves to someone else the person we're submitting to uh it's possible they're having the bad attitude and don't want to give in. And so in order to keep peace in the situation, we can submit and not enforce our will on something, even though we might be in a superior position technically. It might be that one of the elders submit to something I want to do or the way I would like to do it, even though they are in charge. So it's not proven that they're in an inferior position. It might be proven a person's higher character. More mature. Their, their more, greater more, maturity more wisdom. By being able to submit yeah. and just let a situation settle out. Yeah. You know, if, if your boss comes to you, Monty, and he's just in one of those horrible, raging moods, and he's just blowing his top, and he's yelling at you, and the fact of the matter is you were right on this issue, and he was wrong, but he's just going off, and you humbly take it and don't react in kind, then somebody who witnessed that all may come to you later and say, Man, money! I can't believe how strong you were in that situation. I, I can't believe how well you handled yourself in that situation. In other words, you showed yourself to be a better man than your boss did, but you you, it, you did it in being submissive, and so it, it doesn't indicate 
inferiority, and as you said, it often can indicate superiority. Has anybody had a boss that made the right decisions 100% of the time? And made and everyone, I think, uh, would have a boss that uh, makes the wrong decision, but uh, we need to be submissive. John mentions in the chat room, the only truly inferior implication of being in submission is our inferiority to God. Other than that, the various forms of submission relate directly to the various roles we have within our lives, and I think that's right. Well, we discussed earlier about Jesus submitting himself for our good. It wasn't for his personal benefit that he died on the cross. It was for ours, so he submitted himself for our benefit, but I don't think any of us would dare to say that we were superior to him, even though no. he was the one in submission at that right. point. Right, right. Uh, Guest 510 says, if we do not learn the lessons of submission to one another, then it's highly unlikely we'll ever truly submit to God, which is the ultimate relationship that requires submission. And I think that's right. Uh, Chris from Atlanta says, it really depends on the attitude of the person that's being submissive. An improper attitude and understanding may make someone feel less of a person and inferior. Also, those who are in authority can make someone feel inferior or less of a person. Both situations are sinful, must be dealt with. Proper submission and authority is not demeaning, but the way God has ordered things. God always cautions those in authority, use their authority with love and responsibility. Parents are not to provoke the children. Husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church, and elders are not to lord their authority over us. God also makes it clear that we who are in submission must obey as long as his word is not being violated and not grumble. I think all those are good points for sure. So in regards to inferiority, it does not indicate that you're inferior. It is not a demeaning in, uh, command uh, unless, again, God intended to put us all down because he, he told us all to be submissive. And, he, and God is always doing what's in, always instructing us in what is in our own best interest. He, he didn't do it to put us down. He did it to protect us and help us be all that we can be. All right. All right. Then, we, then finally we had the question... What good can come from being in submission? In other words, if I if I learn to be submissive like God says that I should be, what's the benefit of that? What what can come? What good can come of that? Well, Chris in Atlanta or in Georgia says, uh, for one, it is God's will, and obeying God's will always works uh, to our benefit. When the church is functioning as God intended, then we will be able to grow spiritually and spread the gospel more effectively. And so. Chris says that, number one, it's going to make us in a right relationship with God, and God will bless us as a result of obeying his will, as he always does. Number two, he says if we'll be submissive in our relationship to the church, I think this could grow and be inclusive of all our relationships. If we're uh, submissive, those relationships will function properly and therefore be more effective. I think that's right. Um, Learning to submit is really good for us because... It is indirectly a form of submission to God. Colossians three twenty two beginning. Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God. And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. So that's talking about a servant-master relationship. And now we don't have the real picture of that. That's slave and master. That'd be a hard situation to be submissive in. I mean, much harder than the employee-employer relationship. If my boss gets too ugly with me, I'll quit and go get a job someplace else. These servants didn't, these slaves didn't have that option. And so they had to submit to a master who may have been terribly overbearing and right. oppressive and mean and, and even torturous in his, in his dealings with them. And they had to submit. But notice that Paul says there in Colossians 3, that you're doing it to the Lord, mm-hmm. that you're submitting to the Lord in this, and, and of the Lord you will receive the inheritance. And so when I submit in these relationships, I'm, I'm not just submitting to my boss. I'm not just submitting to the government. I'm ultimately submitting to God when I do what he told me to do relative to the government, to my boss and to my family and so forth. So you're saying if I'm not submissive, then I'm being insubordinate to God. Yeah, I think so. All right. Good, good point. All right. So... It's an indirect form of submission, but it also helps us to better to submit directly. In other words, if we teach our children, for instance, to be submissive to parental authority, then we're equipping them that as they grow older, that they'll be able to submit to divine authority. So, in other words, submission helps. It it is a form, indirect form of submission to God to be submissive, but it's also... As we learn submission, it helps us to be directly submissive to God in 
in obeying him and doing his specific commands as we read them in the scriptures. And so we need to learn to be submissive because our, our relationship with God is founded upon the capacity to be able to do that. Scott Smelzer mentioned that in his lessons uh, that we had here a couple weeks ago, and we've podcasted those sermons. I'll remind you those are available on our sermon podcast. If you are not subscribed, you can subscribe and listen to those excellent lessons. But uh, certainly uh, being submissive in our human relationships helps us to be more submissive to God in our heavenly relationship, our spiritual relationship with him. I think that's right. Uh, another thing about being submissive that I've got written down here, it helps helps us to be humble. And I think, Monty, you already mentioned tonight that you used the word humble in some of the some of the things you were saying. That, that goes with submissive. I've got to be humble to be submissive. Being submissive helps me learn humility. And that's a key trait that God wants in all of us. You know, there's a, there's a passage that says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Mm-hmm. If we want God to lift us up, then we're going to have to have that humble spirit, that humble attitude. And we show that by being obedient and submissive to others as the Bible teaches us to. Well, yeah, I think I think you're you're have in mind first Peter five, where it says, All of you be subject one to another, be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. So we gotta be humble if we expect to receive the eternal reward. Learning this submissiveness helps us be humble. John writes along these same lines. Paul wrote, Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Romans chapter 12, verse 16. These these passages are all dovetailing together, yeah. showing us the how humility and submission are interlinked. Uh, Romans 12, verse 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, According as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. In other words, don't think. Notice that we've done we we've done a program in the past, Jacob, on self-esteem, the self-esteem movement. Right. The Bible does not teach that we need to elevate our self-esteem. It teaches us that we need to learn to be humble, not to think right. of ourselves more highly than we should. You know, an interesting side note: there have been a number of experts who are coming out now saying, you know, that self-esteem thing was really misguided. Really? Yeah. There was. I, I saw a commentator recently who was commenting. You know. U.S. high school students are ranking very poorly in world rankings in, in almost all subject matter. The one thing that they rank highest in, self-confidence. <laughs> and, and, and this expert was saying, we, per- we need to knock that self-confidence. That's a prescription for failure. Yeah, he was saying, and we, we need to knock that self-confidence out of them, get them to realize they need to get busy yeah. and prove themselves. And right. so, uh, you know, humility is so important. And then finally, I had in my notes that a benefit of submissiveness is that it produces a mindset that is less likely to sin. You're going to have to explain that one. Well, what did we say submission? One of the synonyms of submission was obedience. Yeah. What is sin? Sin is disobedience. So if I'm submissive, I'm obedient. And therefore, I'm not disobedient and sinful. Uh, Really, Mm. sin sin is a rebellion. When I sin, it's rebelling against God. It's a rebellious attitude toward authority. Uh-huh. And when I develop a submissive attitude, it helps me sub- suppress that rebelliousness. And yeah, that reminds myself. me of what Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So that idea of submission is the idea of denying myself, not doing yeah. what I want to do, but doing yeah. what somebody else wants me to do. Exactly. All right. All right. I think it's an important subject, Jacob. You brought it up as something that would be worthy of, of discussion. Like you said at the outset, this is not a controversial subject, you know, that maybe get people all stirred up, you know, and, and ready to debate us. Uh, but it is such an important subject. And really, it's throughout the scriptures. There, there's a lot there that, uh, in the Bible about these. Things. Yeah, it's not a controversial subject, but I think it's probably a subject where all of us can grow and, and be oh, yeah. better in, in our No, culture. Yeah, nobody's going to be able to say, um, I, I, I've achieved that. I, I don't have to even it, yeah. think but, about that anymore. Yeah, that program was just sort of harping on something I've already got nailed. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, we uh, had a good discussion, Dad. Uh, thank you for your time. Thanks, Jacob. Thank you, Monty, for being here on the program tonight and helping out running right. the board. Appreciate the opportunity. And appreciate your comments as well. And appreciate you for being on the other end of the line tonight and hope you benefited from our study and discussion of God's Word. We encourage you to be back here this time next week for another edition of the Virtual Bible Study. And in the meantime, we encourage you to put God first in your life Study his inspired word of the Bible and live by it every day. You'll never regret it.
Thanks for listening to the Virtual Bible Study, brought to you by the College View Church of Christ. The College View Church of Christ meets at 1618 Hampshire Pike in Columbia, Tennessee. If you are in the Columbia, Tennessee area, we encourage you to worship with the College View Church of Christ on Sunday mornings at 9.30 and on Sunday evenings at 6 o'clock. The College View Church of Christ also welcomes you to attend their Wednesday night Bible studies at 7 o'clock. If you have any questions about something that was said on tonight's broadcast or would like more information about the College View Church of Christ, please call 931-381-4567. That number again, 931-381-4567. Or for more information on the internet, visit collegeview.com. Be sure to tune into the virtual Bible study this time next Thursday for another informative study of God's Word.